but the only reason I'm still walking is because of martial arts. Really? Yeah, the oh. movement and stuff that we ingrained in it, yeah. and the ingrained the motion and the muscle memory and everything that works, that's the only reason I'm still walking around. This is Mick Tully. My show, man. This is Circus. Where is Monkeys? <laughs> it's fine, we're there. Got it. In May this year, I was at the Rick Fay UK camp down in Coleshot, and it was organised by uh, the sublime Brendan Westwood. Yo, pay attention. All you other DJs, shut up! Shut up! I said, Brendan Westwood, not rap DJ Tim Westwood, Sifu Brendan Westwood. He's the cornerstone of MKG in UK and he's an awesome physical talent. And over the last couple of years, this guy's beaten stuff lesser men would be crying about. And he's got some very, very, very interesting outlooks on martial arts, uh, quite similar to mine, uh, but he, he puts it a little bit better than I do. Just a little bit, Brendan. Okay, don't let it go to your head. Uh, my name is Brendan Westwood. I run MKG UK on the south coast in Parkstone. Started training martial arts probably 25 years ago. Started out in Waterloo and uh, was doing really well, training up against some black belts and stuff for about a year and a half. And then uh, found Colin Sherrod, who took me under his wing from a point of view of learning JKD. And I uh, went to my first session, they used to beat me up. And I couldn't really work out why they beat me up or how they could do it when I was beating up all these black belts in karate and stuff and I was getting beaten up by these newbies and then it was uh, okay teach me so it was a really big learning curve for me to move forward so and that's how I started out and then I carried on down that route uh, and started up my own club under Mr. Fay once I started training with him in 95 96 and uh, in that conjunction then moved forward from there well I'd like to thank Brendan he's actually answered nearly every single question I was just about to give him so now we're just going to talk about the weather and maybe throw some gardening tips and see if I can sell this to Radio 3 uh, is it Radio 3 that does the gardening tips or is that no, Radio you get quite a lot of good stuff in Radio 4 yeah I'm not old enough to listen to Radio 4 I think your blood type has to be embalming fluid to listen to that nonsense I just sounded like smashing nicely on Radio Nice you got to do the voice. Hi, my name's Mike Banger. This is my great friend, Simon Christ. Don't go on the M25 because it's bumper to bumper. Backman Turner Overdrive. Rock. Now that's Mick Tully. That is exactly <laughs> Mick Tully. I swear. Um, I actually wanted to be a radio DJ. So weren't you on a game show recently? Uh, oh, this is where the interview turns on. To me. Yeah, I was on The Chase. Yeah, with Bradley Walsh. <laughs> These four people have never met before, but by working as a team, they have the chance to win thousands of pounds. There's just one thing standing in their way. Where did I come in? Yeah. The chaser. I beat the chaser, obviously. The chase is on. But yeah, my, but my team let me down. I I actually put £23,000 into the bank. It's actually a very, very bizarre experience. And Bradley Walsh is really funny. Believe it or not, I was actually funnier. Okay. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, was, it was a real experience. It was good. Anyway, let's get back to you, Brendan. Don't no, be doing this no, deflecting. That's a real martial artist right there. That's the, the art of being interviewed without being interviewed. Did you like that? It was good, right? Uh, I'll tell you something. My brain's starting to fry now. It, it literally, <laughs> it's like talking to Gary Kasparov here or somewhere. It's like a grandmaster of chess. <laughs> I don't know. Let's uh, let's just get, get it back on track. So, started martial arts training when? Uh, I did judo when I was a kid. 
Um, and my dad gave me a choice. He turned around and said to me, you can either carry on with one judo or football. And me being stupid at the time, because he, he liked football more and I wanted to please him, I started doing football. Then I realized I had two left feet. Right. So I didn't bother with the football. And kind of then got back into uh, just health, fitness and stuff like that and wanted something different. Yeah. So then I started karate. And what was your driving motivation to get into martial arts? Uh, Bruce Lee. I saw some really cool Bruce Lee movies, and I wanted to kind of go, ah, what's all that stuff? That's really good. And I started Waterloo with a guy who I worked with who was doing his own club. Right. Um, and then after about a year and a half of that, I kind of got a bit disillusioned with the process for yes. me personally. Yeah. And I managed to find a guy who did JKD. Yeah. And Colin Sherrod was under um, Darren at the time. And he introduced me to Rick. You know, yeah. and without him, I wouldn't be where I am now. So it's, it's awesome. The first time I came down and met you, it was just such a hotbed of martial arts, especially Jeet Kune Do in Bournemouth. And it all can be traced back to, to Colin and Phil. And Phil. Mate, because Colin introduced Phil to Dan. Yeah. And that's yeah. how it come from. And, and um, you know, the, this big, if Colin is this big blonde-headed six-foot guy who was, you know, an Adonis of some sort. And women would just throw their numbers at him because he was such a good-looking guy. And he was great in martial arts. But more importantly, the way he could teach it. Yeah, the way you put it over because you don't get me you don't get it very often whereby you're really good at doing it and they can teach you yeah. and he could do both and he could literally um, functionalise it without you know having to really worry about it too much so when you got into the, when you got into JKD it was first of all through Colin and yep. then through Colin I met Rick at a seminar and then myself and Woody White one of Phil's top guys awesome guy went to uh, Rick's camp in Minnesota and I think it was 97 96, 97 was the first right. year we went and we went, we did a tour so we did uh, Minnesota and we went to LA and trained with Dan the, the Minnesota Carly group the, the methodology behind it if you have got an untrained eye, you don't realise how much work actually goes into something to make it look so freewheeling, mm. so easy going. Is that what appealed to you first of all, or what what appealed to you? Uh, no, I, I agree. I, but also, it was it, it was the for me it was the devil in the detail. So Rick would put things over in such a way that he'd, he'd cross the barriers that I'd been taught one thing and been yeah. shown another, and then he managed to link them together. Yeah, and the detail of you know, how they merge and how that all works, and he makes it look like he's walking down the street. You know, we practice the walking down the street every day, all day. Yeah, and he does that with martial arts, but he just makes it look like you're walking down the street. One of the things I love is uh, he allows you to be yourself. Yeah, and with every student, it's you're a way better version of the person you're supposed to be. Mm, and I know great. that sounds like a cultish thing, but would you agree on that? Yeah, no, I would definitely. But also, if you look at him and you look at his students, I think that tells it all because they're all so different. <laughs> exactly you know they just they are just different people in different areas and there's no one set thing they have to do apart from Carly the common denominator is to have a, a pretty uh, off colour sense of humour am I right definitely yeah. I think that's the other thing that put, sort of drew me towards them because as soon as you go to Minnesota and you just get welcomed and they're all just so friendly yeah okay they've got a bit of a weird accent but generally they're quite nice people yeah and, and yeah. they just they just welcome you into their homes at home open handed and off you go it's brilliant every now and again you always see that one guy that turns up normally it's a, for a Guru Dan you know Santo seminar where uh, for all you martial artists out there who take yourself seriously uh, please unsubscribe to this right now because I don't want your types around here but no I'm only joking you get the guy that comes in who actually takes martial arts really seriously and then he's just basically going to get gently ribbed by everybody until he either falls in line or 
goes home crying because it no nobody takes it seriously but everyone takes it really seriously that's the one yeah. right yeah it's a false pressure those people that come in are all serious they give themselves a false pressure of what they have to do or how they have to do things if you come in you just relax and chill out and have some fun you'll learn a lot better and it's serious because you're going to concentrate on those areas you do on yeah the, the, the you know the three tenets of work play sweat mm. that's the one right yeah mr you, wilson yeah, and you have yeah, Miss Sandy Wilson. Yeah, yeah, the, the the quiet man of JKD. If you need to phone a friend on who wants to be a millionaire, Andy Wilson is the man. The guy is an encyclopedia about I would everything. say everything. Right? Yeah. You ever had a conversation with that guy about theology? Constantly, not yeah. theology, but constant conversations. Yes, and everything you talk about, it's like yeah talk to the guy about philosophy and then he'll turn around and tell you that he's got a degree in it and that's the point where you turn around and go I've got the idiot's guide to philosophy and I only read it to get chicks I don't right. actually do that to get chicks I'm a happily married man I'll have you know levels and levels levels and levels edit that bit out yeah <laughs> <laughs> no 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 trust me Annie won't listen to this and Annie uh, if you are listening <laughs> it's not really true mixed martial arts what's martial arts brought to your life uh, firstly, for uh, some other stuff, the main thing it brought to me was confidence and the belief to believe in myself to move forward and to stand up in a room and say, you know, I don't agree with that. That's okay, I just don't agree with that. You yeah. Know? And before the martial arts, I was a, a confident person, but not as, confident as I, uh, confident as I am now. And it's not because I want to stand up and beat on anyone or smack them around or anything like that. It's just that I have the confidence to disagree Yeah. and uh, kind of move forward from that. And it's helped me from a personal point of view in life. Um, Movement and um, processes within my body and how things work. You know, I had a had a, a cyst in my spinal cord, right, which affected my movement. And so it was going to stop me from walking. The first doctor I saw said he would either kill or paralyze me if you operate. Wow. So then the second guy I saw said, "Yeah, that's no, fine. We can just operate." And I was like, uh, "You know that guy I saw earlier, the other specialist, <laughs> the one that said he'd yeah. kill or paralyze me." Oh no, no, we'll be fine. Okay, good. So they um, they had to deflate it so it's attached to my spinal cord. So they cut four of the vertebrae one side, drilled the other like a little hatch, opened yeah. it up, deflated it, glued it all together, put it back again, uh, laying flat for a week after the operation, couldn't move and all that sort of stuff, managed to stand up and move around. Took two operations to get it right. Because when we you know um, Seattle, when we went to the yes. Duluth, Duluth Instructor Conference, yes, um, I'd had one operation prior to that and I went to the conference with a part broken back because they did it wrong. You're joking me. No, so I was at the conference with a part broken back and didn't realise it. Well, to give you an idea, yeah. He, he, Brendan must be uh, above m- mere mortals because first of all he was moving well he was looking well that's when you got your level 3 instructorship as well so, yeah, but yeah. so you got a level 3 instructorship with a broken back That that's pretty pretty impressive right so <laughs> I think Rick was being nice to me I don't think yeah, so no, Rick's, nice Rick's nice but he's not that nice <laughs> we, we, we both know that we both know that and then they redid the operation made it right but the only reason I'm still walking is because of martial arts Really? Yeah, the yeah. movement and stuff that we ingrained in it. Yeah. And we ingrained the motion and the muscle memory and everything that works. That's the only reason I'm still walking around. But it's a life story, isn't it? Yeah. You know, it teaches you so much about martial arts without being people trying to get into it and say, oh, yeah, I want to be an uh, ass kicker, sorry. Uh, and all that no, sort of stuff fine. going on. You know, if they just want to do that, it's not the point. You don't train for 20 years to fight for 30 seconds. It doesn't work that way. No. You train for 20 years because you enjoy the journey. You want to improve yourself, your coordination, your motion. You know, I remember when I first started Carly. And um, I was walking around uh, one of my offices at one point. And I bumped into a, a desk and I knocked a coffee cup over. And I grabbed it with my left hand and put it back on the table. And I took two steps and then kind of stopped and looked at my hand and went, wow, where did you come from? 
because you know, I hadn't used. No one uses their left hand for anything. You kind of no. switch around yes. to try and grab with your right, don't you? Yeah. And because we had done so much double stick, that improved the balance. It was making the mind work better, and I could, it just did it. And yeah. I was like, whoa. Now, that, that just just you just mentioned the double stick there. Um, I've had to, on numerous occasions, uh, almost had to justify the training behind it because especially in the UK there's this it has to work it's combative it's real and then it's oh it's Morris dancing and then the next one is would it work and then you say well I'm a pretty decent tie boxer I'm a pretty decent boxer and you've just given me two sticks and you want to know if I'm going to beat you up like yeah who knows we don't we don't know but uh, you know Rick Faze mentioned it over the weekend a few times about the, the brain healing itself where we used to think it just rewired mm. and the coordination benefits and everything else it's like now everyone who trains with me has to train double sick and initially there was a couple of guys that yeah they were really really hesitant about it and now if I had a class and we didn't warm up on double stick that the guys would be asking why they mm. they just wouldn't have it I you know I really believe and I I like the fact that you can train it like Thai boxing or you can train it like Tai Chi you know that's the one you know that's the one and the benefits as you, you said it's really really helped you what's like me personally I've always admired your Panatukan skills and the, the body movement and understanding and thank you yeah, no it's the truth it's the not not only not only how you move but how you make other people move and how the how you program it in it, what's what's your favourite part What's the, the the favorite bit of the arts that you like? Uh, I think you've hit the nail on the head. My favorite movement is Panazukan. My body suits that motion. My my uh, physicality and, mo- and body type fit that well. Yeah. You know, the infighting section or the middle range section of that trapping in and stuff like that. I really enjoy that side of it. Um, especially off balancing and uh, manipulation of people's movement. And I think from helping other people, that's brilliant. If you've if you notice other people that I've taught that have done yeah. that, that's that's you know that's a great kudos from my point of view. That's really that's really nice. No, no, it's it's really good. I, I like the fact that there, there's a, there's more of a without sounding too poncy, a bit of a, an intellectual approach to it because you have to think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I've often been known to say this. I give you the choice to be smart or to be tough. What do you want to be? Mm-hmm. And the guy who isn't smart will always say tough. And the guy who's smart knows that he can learn to be tough. And that's that's the one thing that that's the one thing you get, right? That's it's a bit like when people say to me, Oh, you're a hero. What's the difference between a hero and a coward? Nothing. Yeah. Just what they do at that point. Yeah. That's a, that's a, actually a real typical Brendan Westwood line right there, you know, trust me. Uh, one of the most self effacing men I know. Uh so where do you think you know where would you where would you like your your you know, your training to go now? Just keep on Keep on keeping on, or uh, any goals? Yeah, I've got a few goals. I'd like to. I'd like to um, go full time at some point, if possible. Yeah, from a teaching because I only do part time at the moment. I've got a lot. I've got a few instructors to teach other classes for me. If I could go full time, that'd be great. I've got a few things that I think need to be done and put in place before that. Um, so, it, but life gets in the way, right? Yeah, because you know, you're, you're you've got a family, you've got kids, you want to, you've got a mortgage, you've got to deal with all this stuff, and then you're trying to set up a martial arts business, which isn't necessarily as um, lucrative. Yes. As, as a normal job role yeah. you know and um, my 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 problem with that is the switching from having it as a really good hobby that I love to do and show people this amazing thing that we're really lucky to have yeah. to making it into a job especially in the UK there's this big movement especially in martial arts to follow your dream blah 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 
And what people don't realize is sometimes if you've got responsibilities and you believe in this warrior code, the warrior doesn't fight. The warrior puts, you know, he lives by his decisions mm. and he, yeah, the consequences of his actions that, you know, um, me personally, as I've said before, uh, I, I'm really lazy because I actually lead quite a dream life. Yeah, I work for myself. I go to work when I want to. You know, um, everybody that I love loves me back. You know, stuff like that. You know, the small stuff that most people you go, it's not important, but it is. But uh, what some people don't realize is that following your dream could be at the cost of your family, mm. or your dream could be their nightmare. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that's the thing. And it's uh, it is bizarre because I have a ton of friends who all have schools, but it's not full time yet. And then I go and teach seminars for full-time martial artists uh, and I'm just like well I really admire your business acumen that's the easiest way to say that without sounding bad but um, would you say that the decision that you haven't gone full-time would come from just being that little bit more thoughtful which has to come with the training right and I, I'm, I'm actually saying something that I, I know and I think I know what you're what you what you'll say but you have to be more considerate in our training methodology all the time, yeah. so it just sort of permeates into the rest of your life. Am I yeah, right? Yeah, I think it, I think it's, I, I could answer that twofold. I think in the in the process that um, I look at my family and I think, well, you know, I've got to support and do all of that process towards them. But then also, we were brought up in such a way that, from a martial arts point of view, is you don't you don't charge for it. You kind of give it out, out of the respect and loyalty for the person that's there, and then you don't talk about it because it's respect and loyalty. Yes, you know, and then we're going from that stage to now. 20, 30 years ago to doing that to now suddenly going, well, actually, we can make money out of this. Yes. And that getting your head around that as an older type of martial artist is difficult for me. Yeah. Um, and uh, I need to kind of switch that over as well as the other families. I, I, I would put that in a dual process. Yeah. That, one, one of the things I really like about martial arts is you get to end up having, it, it, you know, friendships, tran- that it tr- they transverse generations. Easily. Yeah. And... Um, creeds nationalities uh one of my earlier podcasts was with liam richards who you met you've met and um he's just got it he's just got the balance right you know he's got a really successful school but the quality of what he teaches is unbelievable and uh i've actually had people say to me when i've taught seminars is he any good uh does it work and i'm like "Uh, i don't know 80% 80% of his students are children and they all come out smiling and uh, you know there's no real obesity in Sheffield and it's down to that guy because he okay. makes his kids really really work but it is it is funny that you can take you can learn from people 20 years younger than you easily and that's the again that's the Guru Dan hmm? yeah Guru, Guru Dan has he has teachers 30 years younger than him yeah it's crazy know, it's a bit like the um, ethos of an instructor though isn't it because a lot of people want to be an instructor but they don't actually want to be an instructor yeah they don't they don't understand the cost of no. it. It, it yeah I, I've, I've often said this um that um being an instructor in martial arts there's a first of all there's a lot of roles there's a lot of jobs in that role that you have to you have to realize most of them you don't want mm. you don't want to be the big brother you don't want to be the agony aunt exactly you know or, and uh, i'm the first guy and again, it's it's martial arts. You can throw a good round kick, so you've got the secrets of the universe, 
you know, who am I? David Carradine. Get out of here. Don't ask me questions about that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's good, isn't it? It huh? is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you can grasp this pebble from my hand, you can leave the interview. But uh, yeah, that's a good one, isn't it? I'm pretty good. Right. So, uh, <laughs> don't have any pebbles. <laughs> no, no, but it's uh, the, 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 again, it's right now, all these guys want to be instructors and they want to be a two day instructor, mm. you know? Really? That's like a five day plastering course. For those of you who don't know, I'm a plasterer. And I couldn't even teach you to clean a bucket in five days. I could shout at you for five days and tell you that you didn't clean the bucket correctly, but you can't learn it. But um, again, and the instructorships, it's a very, it's a, it's a bit of a poison chalice and it's a bit of a dubious honour. But you you understand where I'm coming from. Yeah, no, I do. Again, one of my other things as well, I've got I've got a few guys now are instructors under me and instructors under Rick. Yeah. And um, I had, a, for a long time, I had a problems promoting people as instructors. Yeah. Had a lot for a long time because I wanted them to be spot on before I even put them anywhere near Rick. Yeah, you know. And then I kind of realised I come to a kind of an epiphany that if they're if they're the type of people that I think they are, and most of them so far touch would have been, if I put them under Rick, they grow better, they yeah. grow quicker. I, I've know. got that. I've personal experience of this. Yeah, yeah I've, I've put I've I've put two guys forward uh, to Rick, and uh, I. Yeah, personally I, I do it for two reasons first of all if you find something you know, beautiful you share it secondly if you've got a, if, if you've got a conduit to something really cool mm. you know you open the pipeline you let everyone else and you know we all get better together yep. that's the other one and secondly uh, for some of you listeners out there who know me you'd be rather upset the other reason I do it is because it just proves that sometimes the good guy always wins and not sometimes all the time mm. first of all you can't buy it and secondly you just put the time in and get really really good mm. You know, I've got two guys with me this weekend and I'll give them a shout out. Um, uh, Martin Toe, who's an awesome martial artist, and John Scott. Uh, some of you guys who've hosted me, you'll know. John Scott's the guy that comes and assists me and I always say that he looks like the Yorkshire Ripper uh, and he actually does. But I'm starting to have to update that now because most people don't know who he is. So it's a bit of a killer. But I'm uh, so, sorry about that. I think that one will get edited. But no, it won't. It better not. That's one of my favourite ones with John. But it is, you put these guys forward and then people can't believe that, first of all, they think that they'll, I, I know, usurp you. I, I, I like that word, you know. It's like, yeah, they'll leapfrog over you. But secondly, yeah, you're, you're probably one of the most balanced people I know. You're an unhinged individual, but you're one of the most balanced people I know <laughs> where you know where you are you know, right here. Sometimes people are just better. Yeah, that's it. That's the they're killer, some, right? They just are, right? You that's know, the you, killer. You've got these young guards coming through and you look at how they move and they go, and they're great. Yeah. You know, I can't move like that anymore. Yeah, what are you going to do? You want to hold these guys back? Yeah, no, you've got to let them go, haven't you? Yeah. You know, but in the, the one I know when they're ready is when they don't think they are. Yeah. You know, I've said to my instructor, oh, I wasn't ready to get that. I wasn't ready. To, they keep saying, well, I'm not ready to get this, not ready to get that. Okay. Yeah. So now you are, then that's yeah. fine. That, that is the one, that's the one. And finally, yeah. finally, finally, this is the last question, right? If you could meet anybody, past or present, who would it be and why? Muhammad Ali. I like your style. And why? Um, I just think it would be amazing to meet the guy that pioneered so much. You know, not just from a boxing point of view, but from a marketing side of it, or how you promote things and all that sort of stuff. And the level that guy was at at that point, you know, yeah. I, I think I think he'd be an amazing person to sit across the dinner table and have a conversation with. Yeah, he's a yeah, so really something else. Uh, growing up, he, you know, he he fought Superman in a comic. Come on, <laughs> it's, it's the truth, right? Yeah. And if you yeah, you ever saw the guy? Uh, first of all, he took confidence to to a level, mm. and then. 
the way he looked at life after you know when Parkinson's hit him bad. Yep. And he turned around and he said, you know, this is God, this is Allah, whoever it is. This is whoever created us and said, right, but you were at the top. Yeah. And if you want to get the full experience, you have to be at the bottom now too. And, uh, or maybe one of them, maybe Sugar Ray Robinson. Yeah. 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 Maybe, maybe that would have been a, a process to go down. But uh, more of those sort of guys, purely for the fact that I think the, the level and the experience they looked at, the detail they saw within what they did with their footwork and the positioning and what everything else they were doing. I know that sounds odd from a boxing point of view, yeah. but to me, when I see their fights or I see any any old footage of this, it's just amazing. Yeah, it's like you've just hit something there. It's like Jack Dempsey. I could watch the guy all yeah, day long. Very true. Yeah, but, you know, they call it the sweet science, and the problem is, uh, especially with boxing nowadays. First of all, it's just a racket and a game now. But these were men of character. Mm. Definitely. like real character and more importantly it, it was called the sweet science and if you knew what you were looking at yeah at the end of the day you know the Mona Lisa can cover up a crack in your bedroom wall or it can be the Mona Lisa mm. and the problem is if you don't know what you're looking at you just don't know what you're looking at no exactly so that's it but uh, is there anyone you'd like to thank Brendan obviously me you know because I'm just me but is there anyone you'd like to thank right now uh, from a martial arts point of view you mean yeah martial arts life anything at all uh, you know I think uh, Colin for yeah. setting me on the path Rick for allowing me to grow and my lovely wife for supporting me through getting my get myself into doing all of this now that's what martial arts is all about right hi this is Ben Neal formerly a student of Steve Martin's Fighting Arts Academy in Chertsey in Surrey now living in South Wales, looking for a new club. And I train in JKD and Carly Concepts, Panatukan and Thai and Western Boxing. You're listening to Mixed Martial Arts. On this episode, I'm talking to Brendan Westwood. Keeping it gangster. And... No, son, you better let me finish. You just keep... We did, this is just going on and on that's it I'm going to drop the bomb come on stop messing around I'm trying to do some serious journalism here yo man this is your boy Westwood I'm dropping it hot from the COV to all of you on the P-O-D-C-A-S-T shut up Mix Martial Arts so we're here at Calshot for the MKG hopefully first of many annual camps right you're the brains behind the whole operation brendan right so how do you think it's gone uh i think it's gone pretty well so far you know we can always improve as we as we can in martial arts we look at that sort of side of it i think for the first one we've done to have 70 people of like-minded people running around hitting stuff and swinging sticks is amazing you know i, I just love the fact of meeting up with everyone and enjoying the, the company um and this was this came back because of the camp in america exactly you know yeah, we Wisconsin just Wisconsin camp yeah right? Wisconsin camp we just I just that was one of my loves and I wanted to bring Rick over to the UK and if we can put people put him on a doorstep and get people to come do it uh, amazing the other thing I think as well with, with this being 24 hours of training people can't help but get better exactly you know people are going to get better no matter what Monday they'll be fried they won't understand that they're better yeah. when they go back to class and someone tries to show them something or you do something you'll realise your level's just stepped up yeah exactly you know and it's going to be amazing okay thanks a lot Brendan no problem thank you bye Okay. Like that? Yeah, yeah yes. Okay, so I'm just conscious of the time, that's all. So what time we got? Oh, crap, I hope, hope the guys are 
that's it for today. On the next show, find out what all this is about. At school, that used to scare the hell out of me. Just reading a book out, out loud in, in class, that was my biggest fear. And remember that next year, the UK camp is open to everybody, regardless of your style, your age, or experience. Just don't bring your ego and leave your politics at home. Come on down, train hard, and you're really going to enjoy it. Mixed Martial Arts is a Paint Your Headphones production. Wow.